Hello, hello, hello! This is Mackenzie Williams. And this is Addie Totman. And we are not historians. This is a podcast where Addie lures me in with the free snacks, and then I do a book report. I have newfound editing skills. Oh yeah, absolutely. I actually, I wanted to tell you, you did, I listened to the last episode this morning, and you did such a good job. I have a gift. You, I would not have done, I mean, there was like 20 minutes where I was just, I think I was talking about my friend's beard. That I was definitely on, in it. People have to check out the deleted scenes eventually. There was a bit about raccoons that just had nothing to do. We talked about raccoons, rabies, that girl who shot her kids in the back of her car. Oh, Diane Downs, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of tangents, and like, <laughs> I would have kept those. Yeah, so I'm now in charge of editing. We were originally going to switch off, but I don't trust her anymore. You really should <laughs> never have had that kind of confidence in me. I also, I told you last time not to let me hear any of it as it was recording because nobody likes the sound of their own voice. And I, I love found the sound of my own voice. Yours is pretty good. You're weird, you're, like, you got that low... Kind of I think smoky. I don't usually really talk good. like that. It's just you a podcast. It's my podcast voice. It's your podcast It's my <laughs> sultry podcast voice. I really hope... There were times where I just sounded <laughs> I was so unbearable. But... I don't even notice that, so you're good. I found that I kind of unconsciously, like, divorced myself from it, because about 20 minutes in, I was like, who is this lady? She's so <laughs> funny. She's great. Oh, yeah. Uh, I also love... I'm so happy that you kept in the whole child bride bit that I'm I so really wanted to but you said some important stuff directly before and after <laughs> so I could not thank you for letting me know what I have to do to make sure that certain bits stay in <laughs> well anyways in an um, effort to not get this bit stuck no no but out. it was it was oh. important because uh it made the whole thing so much funnier to me that the whole time I'm like I sound really young <laughs> my voice sounds so much higher out loud than it does in my head and I'm like so I really do kind of sound a little bit like a child I'm so much older than you yeah so you sound like a child and I look like a child so together we're just a child (laughs) together we make one actual we should not be allowed to have a podcast absolutely not all right what did you want to start out with so uh, I wanted to start out with another segment of snack history or snistery. I might drop that last bit because it's getting annoying. It's getting, um, really it's getting a little old, uh, but I like to feel useful. So this is what I've been doing. So today I, well, I half made some quiches. Trader Joe's helped, um, and that's made more impressive by the fact that the only Trader Joe's is like forty minutes away. So <laughs> Those yeah, are also they were very old. They were, I have no idea how long those were in my freezer. They tasted really good. They were pretty great. Um, This is not an advertisement, by the way. We're not just subtly plugging Trader Joe's. We're just lovers of quiche. They don't pay us for this. I just fucking love Trader Joe's. They'd probably pay us not to mention Oh, yeah. They have their own podcast. We're probably infringing on their territory. Um, Well, anyways, the history of quiche, it's uh, actually not very long because it's just eggs in a dish. So, like, I guess there's not much to it. But it actually, it originated in Germany, which means I get to do my bad accent again. Um, it oh. started in a little town called Lofringen. Um, and that actually, if you're, well, fluent in either French or German, you can kind of see how that kind of morphed into Quiche Lorraine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because like the French took it and they're like, this is ours now. 
That was not a French accent. That was like almost Australian. I, I should not be allowed. I shouldn't be allowed to do accents, but I'm gonna. We have um, to make like the ten podcast. Yes. <laughs> no whispering. That was something I figured out yeah. when I went through the recording. No whispering. No accents. Uh, no animals, or what animals or children present. Well, we're gonna break. Recording. We're breaking that rule double because we got an old old lady that I'm babysitting. Oh, you should mention that it's a dog. It's an old dog that I'm babysitting. And also, Whiskey's around here somewhere, because he's an asshole and needs to be around people. He's well, right next to me. Yes. He's a good dog, aren't you? Well, aren't you? currently. Well, anyways, uh, Quiche actually just started out as eggs, cream, and uh, bacon in like a... Actually, it was a bread dough on the bottom, so it wasn't even like a short crust pastry. It was just like mm-hmm. bread, which I don't know how that sounds, but it was probably better than starving. I mean, um, toast and eggs. Like, I mean, I guess, but, like, weird. I don't know. It's like, it was like a mixture of a, like, French toast. Anyways. Um, oh, French toast. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. It actually, it did not contain cheese at all, even though that's kind of, like, what quiche is known for, which makes it really good. The fuck is the point? I know! And they didn't even have that fancy goat cheese that you like so oh, much. I do. I do love that fancy we, cheese. We can't get on that. She'll talk about that for hours. I, I will. Uh, yeah, and actually the word quiche is like kind of the French bastardization of the German word kuchen, which means cake. Oh. I actually said that normal that time because that's something I say a lot. Um, and there's not much more, but I did find this one thing, and this was written in an old cookbook, and quiches that had fish, fruit for some reason, or meat, were all were referred to as... Crustards of flesh. <laughs> which is horrible. <laughs> that should be our metal band. Crustards of flesh. It's so bad. <laughs> That's gonna cry. I know. Like, how could you just eat that? Be like, ah, oh, yes, this is my custard of flesh. <laughs> like, fuck. Bunch of, you know damn well that was like a bunch of edgy, like... <laughs> Baking obsessed French teens. <laughs> Darling, I made you your quiche. Is shut up, mom. It's custards of flesh. <laughs> pass the salt, please. Anyways, um, that's about. There's not much more. It became more popular, especially in the U.S. after World War II. Except it was widely regarded as unmanly because of its mostly vegetarian components. Listen, men refuse to eat vegetables. Men refuse to wash their face. They don't use straws. Straws. Straws are gay, apparently. Straws are very gay. Yeah. So, anyways, that about wraps it up for quiche. Um, it's it's good to know though that that's kind of like a consistent thing, though historically that kind of fragile. Do you think in the sixties they like went down to the soda fountain? But yeah. they couldn't use straws. I know. Like, it's just like, how, you gonna, how am I going to drink my Gay old time down and <laughs> having an egg cream. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got to be careful with that. That could be a, easily a double entendre. Yes. Very good. Okay, <laughs> she fuck got you. There. Fuck she you. got there eventually. She got the... caught on. Fuck you. I can edit that out. It doesn't have to be embarrassing for me. I don't like how much power I've given you. Yes. Anyways, let's stop this uh, quiche rail train and turn it over to Mackenzie. Mackenzie, what is our topic? Um, so, again, I debated on this for a long time, but I didn't want to have to do more homework than I absolutely had to right now. With you created a history life. podcast. Leave me alone. Okay. Um, just for this week right now with everything I have going on, and I decided that it wouldn't be a bad idea just to kind of go on on a similar uh, topic 
as the last episode, and we're talking about Henry VIII. The fuck boy! Yeah, she's not going to give up on that bit. Nope, not gonna stop. Uh, Henry VIII's wives, primarily. So a little because bit of Because fuck him. Be- yeah, yeah. Many, many, many people did. Okay. Um, Henry VIII. So the early years, uh, Henry was a second son. Henry VII was his father, the guy that we talked about last time, Lord of the Roses. I also like that I don't have to go into super far into some background for this one. But uh, Henry had an older brother named Arthur who was always meant to be king as the older son. And did, 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 he, did he pull this? Is it that Arthur? Did he pull the sword no. from the stone? Okay. No. okay. <laughs> Annie, I hate to have to tell you this. <laughs> He's not real. Aren't you, like, don't you have, like, Pendragon? I always assumed that that was, like, related to that. Oh, no. Um, I'm... That's your, like... Distantly related... Related. (laughs) Distantly related to somebody whose maiden name is Pendragon. And, yeah, it's the the same name. I I just Um, thought that... I don't know why. I just assumed that went all the way back. Absolutely. You thought I was related to King Arthur? <laughs> I mean, kind of in the back. Well, I didn't think you were related, related, but I thought that'd be like something you told people. Like, you know, Arthur Pendragon? No. He's my great granddad. No, he absolutely. Addy, it's, it's a book. <laughs> He's not real. I've told you this. I am not a historian. That's very fair. Um, the fact, we're not real interested in facts here, folks. Yeah. Um, but I do draw on the line. And implying that I'm related to fictional old kings. Listen, um, I thought that's... Well, actually, you weren't really into Merlin, so never mind. No, no, not particularly. I did read uh, La Morte du Arthur, though, and anybody French okay. who somehow got their mitts on this would be very upset at my pronunciation. Isn't that just the death of Arthur? Yes. I know French! <laughs> Facts don't matter. We're bilingual. Um... All right, so as a second son, Henry doesn't receive as much education in how to be a king or statesmanship, politics. He gets just regularly kind of like scholarly pursuits. And I mean, he was a nerd. A little bit. And he got a lot of uh, education in theology, primarily. That was kind of his thing. Um, Oh, no, foreshadowing. (laughs) Vaguely, yeah. And so uh, in the early years of their marriage... Uh, Catherine and Henry, they're actually pretty solid when, uh, Henry's away, Catherine's in charge, he trusts her judgment, um, by all appearances, they're pretty fond of each other and they're happy, and they're both super staunch Catholics. Yeah. Um, I always love letting people know about that little bit, considering what anybody with any sort of background in this knows. Yeah, that means nothing to me. Like, yep, they're Catholic. Oh, you you don't know about the schism? (laughs) Well, I know about the schism. Okay, I thought that was like a different religion. Oh no, no, that's that's where is it Catholicism. I, oh wait, yeah, the, the Pope was involved. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the Pope is involved in Catholicism. Mm. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, so Henry becomes king at a very young age because Arthur dies, and that yeah. really disadvantages him in a lot of ways uh, because most of his contemporaries, the other monarchs at the time, are not nearly so young and have a lot more experience than he does and. He ends up being dumped in a time that, as far as international relations go, tensions are pretty heavy. Um, And so before he died, Arthur was actually engaged to Catherine of Aragon, 
the Spanish princess. Um, and then when he died, Henry, his father, Henry VII, decided there's no reason to waste a good opportunity for an alliance here. And Henry gets engaged to Catherine. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Why not waste a, a good, just, like, woman? She's yeah. just sitting in the corner. Might as well wet she's her to here. someone. No, she she's actually pretty rad in her own right. But uh, at the time, just a little bit of background there as far as marriage went. Engagement wasn't just this kind of casual thing that it is now. Mm-hmm. It was really almost as good as being married. There was a whole process you had to go through. And to break an engagement, you couldn't just say, hey, I don't want to be married anymore. It was a formal process they had to go through. And so a lot of what goes on here is Arthur dies and they kind of rush through it. It kind of doesn't receive the attention that it probably should have. Yeah, it wasn't like the royal wedding we had a few years back. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. God. (laughs) I meant the breaking of their engagement, but... Yeah, but, like, okay. Um, Fuck the royal wedding, that's what I'm saying. Fuck the royal wedding, absolutely. Uh, His father-in-law, Ferdinand, King of Spain... Um, at first says that he kind of tries to really settle himself in as Henry's ally. Um, he's not. <laughs> he uses him, basically uses Henry to finance things that he wants to do under kind of just the guise of expanding Henry's empire, right? <laughs> you can tell when I'm reading directly from my notes because I read words like guys. Um, so a lot's going on there just politically. Uh, Henry VII, as we know, went through the War of the Roses. A lot happened there. I know about that now. You do! And, uh, sorry, that sounded condescending as shit. No, I fully expected that from you. I'm so proud. No, just trying trying to share in the excitement a little. But, uh, so... Okay. Henry VII ended up hammering into his son's head all his life that the most important thing to have is an heir. Because, you know, he saw everything go on with, with Richard and Edward and whatnot. Oh, yeah. Not to... I've been warned that I'm very prone to tangents, but... Uh, oh, no. Gotta get I my do... editing fingers ready. Leave me alone. <laughs> I want... I just wanted to note that there... I'm so glad that we did say, like, we're not really interested in facts here. Because at one point in the last episode, I say Edward when I clearly meant Richard. Richard III. I said, like, Edward spent a lot of time getting Edward on the throne, and then killed his nephew Edward. (laughs) See, the thing is, I didn't pick it up, because there were so many fucking Edwards. I didn't even get, like, I didn't even confuse them or something. I just was misspoke and ended up calling Richard III, of all people, couldn't remember his name. Goddamn. But, uh... Well, we don't care. Not particularly. (laughs) A lot of the reason for the union between Catherine and Henry that Henry VII was um, so interested in it is this is right around the time that Cortez and Pizarro are active um, conquering the New World. Oh, yeah, the assholes. Yes. I mean, they're all assholes, but, like, I know those assholes. (laughs) But the assholes who you know about. Yeah. Um, No, they're bringing a lot of revenue into Spain at this time, so it's basically the most powerful... uh, country in the world because they murdered native people yep. like a lot yeah so yeah that that's that's a little bit of a pattern unfortunately. yeah so one thing that's about Catherine is her sister joanna they're both uh children of ferdinand and isabella so 
Um, oh, wait, aren't those the, the Columbus peeps? Yes. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. connecting so many dots lately. I'm not even trying to be, like, an <laughs> asshole about it. I'm so proud of you. It's so nice to see. Person who told me last episode, ugh, years. So is this around 1492? I'm going over such a broad period of time, but yes. It Let is me have the late four- It is around the late 1400s. At this point, so Catherine's sister marries Philip. And the two have a son, Charles V. And the reason this is a big deal is because um, both of his parents' titles mean that after they die, Charles V, so Catherine's nephew, becomes not only King of Spain, um, so Catherine of Aragon and Catherine's sister, also of Aragon, Aragon and Castile unite to be, um, yeah, it's it's a a little much. Basically, they're bloodlines end up being such that two kingdoms get united into Spain and Charles is king of that. Oh wait, and... they weren't always Spain? Mm-mm. Holy shit! No, they were Castile and Aragon. Oh my um, god, I just thought those were names. Nope, they were areas. They, they were, were teeny places. Tiny. Yep. Whoa! And Philip's grandfather, so Catherine's brother-in-law, I'm sorry, this gets a little complicated here, but uh, Philip's grandfather, Max... Uh, Just Max, like all these, like, yep. Phillips and Ferdinand and Max. Yep. So Charles' two parents are both pass on two small areas that end up being Spain, and then his grandfather dies after not very long, and Max gives him the rights to the entirety of the Holy Roman Empire. Holy shit, talk about an inheritance! So not only is he king of Spain during the time when Spain is the most powerful country in the world, he is also in charge. He is the Holy Roman Emperor at the time. One of these days you're gonna have to go over the whole, like, they're Catholic now, but, like, the Romans and stuff. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because I have no fucking clue how that happened. We can we can definitely mark that down for an episode. <laughs> Um, yeah, it, it would need The Romans own. and how they found Jesus. After murdering <laughs> they Jesus. Found him, they found him nailed up on him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, f- we found him like this. He was like, so we got here. Yep. <laughs> All right. Now that I've disrespected the entirety of the Catholic religion. Oh, don't worry. I did that a long time ago. <laughs> it's very fair. Um, so Catherine's nephew is basically the most powerful man in the world at the time. And Damn. Henry initially allies himself with allies allies himself with um with Charles, but remember he'd had his whole thing with Catherine's father, where he'd been taken advantage of, mm. and he starts. He really only does it because Francis the first is over in um France, and you know France and England always. Okay, this man is from France, and he's like. What shall my son's name be? Ah, yes, Francis. Francis. Mm-hmm. Oh, Mary, Queen of Scots' husband. Do you know what his name was? Oh no, Francis. Oh wow. Uh-huh. Yup. But uh, so they're ally- allied. I don't know why I'm saying it that way. Allied. <laughs> like you and Sorry. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> oh, you're not even close to Canadian, too. <laughs> my mother is though. She's not Canadian. She's either, close to Canadian, but she was born on the border between the U.S. and, and Canada. So I kind of, I let her have that one. Um, what's the other one you make fun of me for? Cow. 
I don't think I ever made fun of you for cow, but you do say it like an alarming amount of time. Cow. I like cows. Um, cow. No, I, no it's Sorry. because of the weird aliens on Sesame Street is that you say cow. Oh, cows. yeah. Nope, 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 nope. All right. I love this, but it's probably going to end up cut. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> better talk about something important. So, in a really unusual move for the time, he and Charles actually meet in person um, when they strike up this agreement together. Mm. That was usually it was done, you know, through other through representatives. Yeah. Um, it's just so easy to like stab one another. I know stabbing people. It just it comes so so easy to Especially you. Especially to royalty. <laughs> I love that I implied you specifically go around stabbing people, and then you went, oh, yeah, royalty, as in, like, us royals. You don't know that I'm not a princess. I don't. I don't either. Really? What do I know about you? Bake a mean quiche. Um, (laughs) so anyways, (laughs) moving back into the actual content for the podcast, um... And as a brief side note, so, like, Elizabeth I, Mary Queen of Scots, never met each other in person. Not once. Their entire lives. But they were... They were cousins. Oh. Yeah. Man. Mary was Queen of Scotland. You know what? I have some cousins that I wish. Boy, do I wish. (laughs) You never met face to face. That's very (laughs) fair. We actually, just a couple hours ago, were talking about what a bitch my cousin is. He he took, like, their old sauna from their house and be like, hey, I can use this for my frat house. Oh, that was a different cousin. That wasn't even the right cousin, but him too. So many fucking weird cousins. I I love him, but yeah, we had a sauna in our house when we moved in. had zero interest in it, and for some reason, this early 20-something came in and was like, you know what my frat house needs? A sauna! And so, uh, Francis and Charles will eventually go to war, and Henry ends up dropping, oh my god, did I say that he allied with Charles? I literally cannot remember, but oh, I think no. so because you fucked up the word. I absolutely did. I was stumbling so badly before. For sorry, we both have beers in our hands. Um, yeah. No, Henry oh. ended whiskey. up whiskey bad for podcasting. Henry ended up allying with Francis. Oh, I bet people were screaming at the, you at the at their iPods. Um, you give our our listeners a lot more credit than you probably should. That's very fair. Um. No, Henry ended up allying with France for a little while. Wait, who the fuck was with Charles? Charles of Spain. Charles, Charles, Charles of Spain. Charles of Spain and also holy shit. Yes, Holy Roman Empire. Yeah, okay. Um, so he ends up dropping France to go with Spain. There we go. I've preemptively oh, okay. prevented myself from being called out. Stab um, the French in the back and go drink some wine in Spain. I feel ya. No, <laughs> is that what you do when I'm not around? Yes. Is that where you went over the weekend? Except um, I hate wine, so. Yeah, it tastes like bug spray. One of these days we're going to make sangria for one of these podcasts. I know. Oh my god, I'm I'm obsessed. Deeply. Um, what if you, like, drink sangria and you're like, mm, not as good as the non-alcoholic stuff? Um, I've had it before. Oh, okay. Anything's good when you put a bunch of fruit in it. I mean, yeah. Like, have you ever had anything and went, hmm, wish there was less fruit? So, at this point, though, Charles's victory, it really only benefits himself. And Henry starts to notice that he's kind of playing him the same way his grandfather did, Philip. Oh. And, yep, so Henry withdraws. Father like father like son. Yep. Totally just takes himself off the international stage and decides to really focus on his own interests. Fucking. (laughs) Wait, are we talking about fuckboy still? Yes. Yep. I was right. I meant England. (laughs) Uh, So much better that we're fine. (laughs) 
Oh my god. Alright. So at this point, Henry's really not into international issues. There's a lot of corruption in the church, which is where we end up getting Martin Luther from. Yeah! He nailed some shit on something and he's like, fuck he you! Did. And that's Martin Luther. <laughs> that's Martin Luther, and that's really all I'm going to say about Martin Luther. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for feeding me to it. The reason I mention it is because, remember, Henry's education was mostly in theology. Yeah. So he, at one point, writes, well, he tells other people to write it and then takes all the credit for it. Yeah, that um, sounds right. And ends up writing The Defense of the Seven Sacraments, which is him, him saying, fuck you, Catholicism is great. Was which, that... Was that a thing with Martin Luther? Did he, like, not like that shit? He didn't like the corruption in the Catholic Church, and Martin Luther is really what spawns um, Protestantism. So he wasn't, really. like, really against, like, confirmation and shit. No, his thing is that he doesn't think that the sacra- all of the sacraments are necessary. Um, oh, that's why he's... some have, like... Yep. Some religions have, like, we have five, and we have six. Fuck you, we have seven. I don't mm-hmm. know. Absolutely. And, uh... Surprisingly enough, they didn't teach us very much about other religions in Catholic school. Imagine that. What a shock. Um, at this point, Luther's thing is that there's so much corruption in the church that he starts looking at, like, all right, what should be the responsibility of priests and other kind of holy people, and what should be God's job, right? And so a lot of him is saying, like, you know, salvation by grace, all the all the stuff that goes on, is him saying, God's important, but fuck what other people tell me. I'm a rebel with a cause. And then after this whole thing comes out, Henry looks at the other monarchs around him and realizes that they all have these fancy religious religious titles, and he wants his own. So he goes to the Pope, and he says, I want one. And the Pope says, all right, well, what do you want to be called? And he says, the defender of the faith. Wow. Pulls up from what a defense. fucking fedora fuckboy. Absolutely. He even had an ugly, he had a neck beard. He did have a neck beard. He was on the time, he was on the, the thing of our AP Euro book. He had a fucking neck beard. He did. But then he's like the opposite oh, no. of like the weird atheist. But I guess that was kind of like at the time. I don't know. Uh, a little bit i'll give it to you so at this point you can just imagine how henry is going through it right he has all these international issues the pope is under attack by the way at this point there Uh, are muslims attacking him on one side and then luther on the other and the pope is so busy with all of this that he says you know what fuck it you can have it and gives (laughs) him his title um so at this point henry hugely into catholicism right Oh, yeah, he fucking loves the Catholics. And Eats then, that communion bread like candy. Oh, no, no. Tasty <laughs> please, cardboard. Please never make that noise again. <laughs> the rest of it, I will absolutely back you on, but never make that noise. <laughs> All right, so then we get into the weakening of Henry's first marriage with Catherine. Oh, yeah, he's been married this whole time. Yeah, you know, that marriage lasted a lot longer than I thought it was, like, from oh, really? context. Yeah, this is... Um, I thought he just, like, the... went through on, like... <laughs> No, this is the 1520s by this point. Oh, um, damn. Yeah. What a happy marriage. Uh, Don't spoil this for me. What a happy marriage. <laughs> by this point, between Henry VII and Henry VIII, the Tudors have been on the throne for about 40 years. Oh. So, yeah. Damn, so good for you Tudors. Yeah. Well, so not really... because you're probably horrible. <laughs> Who was it? Monarchy man. Um, but so then Cap- again, we're not doing a podcast about peasants, so. It's a very good point. <laughs> We will. We very much will. The next episode is going to be 
on not that famous of a figure a little Ooh, bit. Ooh, getting some um, uncharted territory. Little, no spoilers. Yeah, she'll be, it'll be very good. Yeah. You heard it here first. So at this point, Catherine has a healthy daughter. Her name is Mary. Um, and several stillbirths. And I would just like to point out to you, you seem particularly obsessed with Mary. Yeah. So see, see I did a from. report on her and Elizabeth. I did a report oh, yeah. on them. Like, I know shit about these people. Way back in AP Euro. Actually, no, it was in my uh, history class that I had to take for, like, oh, co- like okay. you have yeah. to take one. Yeah, your generals, yeah. Okay. All right, so at this point, she's had one healthy daughter and several stillbirths and a few who lived for a few days or weeks, but nothing past that. The ones who did live a little while, a couple of them are boys. So Henry mm. knows that she is capable of having boys, but that none of them are living. Um, and, of course, he decides to blame her. He also has a few sons from other women, and so that's something that gets glossed over, is he knows I can have sons. He's just not. You just lost, though. I thought, like, Catholicism, the whole, like, cheating on your wife thing was, like, a big deal. But he just has them. Oh, it's a big deal, but, you know, he's king. He yeah, okay, rules don't apply, as no. we'll soon see. Yeah, so he, he has more daughters, by all accounts. Um, but he has a few healthy living sons from other women. And Can you imagine just being, like, a boy It's like, this guy just, like, chopping all the heads because he can't get a son? And you're just like, hey, what the fuck, man? I'm right here. I'm right here. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> so issues with fertility were usually blamed on uh, their personal failures and not like a biological. Oh yeah, didn't have have a grasp on that yet. So by 1525, Catherine's 40, um, which even now would be kind of late to have kids. Yeah. And at this point, she is way past when she can do that. Yeah, She's past her prime. Most women start to be menopausal at this time, actually, by their late or even their mid-30s. Really interesting. Yeah. I wonder if that's, like... It's a nutrition thing. Oh, usually. that makes sense. It's, yeah, it's that they just weren't healthy enough to be doing it later, like, people do now. Fascinating. So Henry doesn't feel any responsibility for this because, again, he had some sons and because he's king. Yeah. He's Henry. Um, yeah. So he starts to and wonder... And also because he's an asshole. And also, he's Henry. That is a core part of his personality. And this kind of wars with the fact that he does have a very high opinion of Catherine. They're very fond of each other. And so he starts looking for what this could possibly be. It's really unlikely from everything that I've heard that she, or he thought that she was guilty of anything horrible. And what, so what he eventually does turn to is that, especially because of, again, that background in theology, Henry looks and he goes, well she was engaged to my brother and so mm. god says you know, like what what's the adultery one you know more about religion than i do don't fuck if i know it. i've tried my best to forget all of that shit <laughs> that's very do not envy your no it's covet thy brother's wife or something like that it's well, I think very it's on the neighbors, nose. neighbor's yeah. wife it's very on the nose oh yeah like don't sleep don't don't do that yep so he's decided that an heir is the most important thing his father drilled it in his head that he absolutely has to have a son and he can't, and the reason is because God's pissed at him for basically stealing his brother's wife. I mean, would-be yeah. wife. Um, I mean, to be fair, he wasn't, like, using her or anything. Yes. He didn't need her. He was pretty dead. But then again, well, no, Very we dead. we explicitly said last time, don't fuck a corpse. Don't fuck corpses. <laughs> my advice to you, and all the, <laughs> the wisdom of my years, don't fuck a corpse. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of this is also because, like I said, Ed, Henry VII saw what happens when there's not an heir, but also their claim was super tenuous. Mm. So, 
Oh yeah, this was following like the bullshit with Edward, not not Edward. Yeah, Edward and Richard. Oh yeah, both yeah. of those boys. The yeah. other Edward, and mostly just the fact that by blood Henry didn't have any claim whatsoever. He mm. married in. Oh yeah. Uh, but so uh, at this point, um. Oh, and he also knows, like, I have a daughter, but the last time that a woman tried to claim the English throne was in the 1100s, and it sparked an entire civil war. Nice! So not a good thing. So he has to have oh. a son. Absolutely has to have a son. Well, fuck you. Um, I just, I like to establish the importance here because of how casually it does get talked about sometimes. Not to defend Henry, fuck Henry, but just to understand what's going on. Um, so, at this point, Catherine's failure to have a healthy son is a crisis. It's... A big deal. Mm. And so Henry's found where the blame is. Um, he even finds, like, this bogus Bible verse to support <laughs> it and say, like, this is what's going on. And says that, like, the Pope should have never given us permission to get married. Oh, yeah. Blame it on the Pope. You know Blames what? That's Pope. what I do in my daily life. Blame it on the Pope. <laughs> God damn it. Fuck it. Oh, crap. Is it Francis? Francis is the Pope, I no, right? I was going to say. That's why I kind of stumbled. I have no idea. It's probably is. Francis. <laughs> Um, I have no idea who the current Pope is right I now. I literally went to the Vatican a couple of years ago. I you should did. know this. You brought me a rosary. Yeah. I'm well, not a Catholic. Yeah. You just <laughs> like the aesthetic. I do. So, Henry writes to the Pope at this point, and he says he wants an annulment, and usually the Pope would have been eager for the chance to get a little, to get something in return from him. Oh, yeah, so, political favors. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he wants to grant Henry this yeah. favor so that Henry will do something, will scratch his back, but... At this point, um, Catherine really doesn't want that annulment. Yeah. Because she's had a daughter with Henry. Mm -hmm. Which means that not only will people look at her and say, oh, well, like, you had a child out of wedlock, which won't be great for her own reputation, her daughter will become illegitimate and kind of ruin her life. Wait, so that's, like, retroactive? It's like, mm -hmm. you're bad because you had a child out of wedlock yeah. even though you were married? Yeah, because oh, a divorce cause... breaks a marriage, but an annulment is like it never happened. That's fucked. It's really fucked, and Catherine absolutely does not want this. Well, yeah, all. who would? <laughs> Nobody. But you'll see, so her nephew, Charles V, like we talked about before, is the most powerful man in the world at this point. Yeah. So she writes him a letter and says, I absolutely do not want this annulment. Please talk to the Pope and make sure he doesn't give it to Henry. And Charles does and mm. says, my aunt really doesn't want this annulment. Don't you dare. Mm. So the Pope's trapped between a rock and a hard place. And so naturally, what, what do you think he does? He... Doesn't give the annulment. He doesn't give the annulment. It's a little bit more than that. He stalls. Ah, uh, of course. So, uh, he Can't finds... see right now. I have popely business to attend to. <laughs> Got Pope stuff. You know, Pope stuff. <laughs> stuff. Stuff for Popes. <laughs> Can that be the episode named Pope stuff? Yes. Stuff for Popes. People are gonna look at these episodes and have like no idea is... what they're actually about. They can read the description. Okay, but... Again, it... you're assuming a little too much of our listeners. Primarily because they currently just were... is us at this point. It's very fair. I, I do assume far too much of myself. Alright, but so the Pope forms a committee to kind of judge the matter, and he says, uh, like, Sorry, Henry, they're going to decide on that. Not me, it's not in my hands anymore. And he says, Don't you dare. <laughs> um, and so the committee just runs off to Rome. 
so they don't have to talk to Henry. They're like, we're going to be in Rome, and we're going to make a decision on this, and it'll happen when it happens, and Like that scene of Atlantis where they're all, like, avoiding Milo and <laughs> stuff. Yep. 100%. <laughs> and Henry gets pissed. And so a lot of these people on the committee, Henry's the one who gave them their titles in the first place, mm. and he starts to hold them over his head and says, look, give me what I want, or it's not going to go very well for you. So Henry very quickly recognizes that trying to get a divorce is very... It's completely hopeless at this oh, point, Oh, right? yeah. Catholics, um, am I right? <laughs> he's, he's applying pressure where he can, but he's really not making a lot of progress, and that is when... And people are going to be so mad that this gets no attention whatsoever. But then we get the Great Schism. And yeah, start... it's my favorite word. I don't really know what it means, but schism. Break. Well, yeah, I knew that, but like... That's all I can offer okay. as, as yeah. an English major. Yeah. So he breaks away, and the Church of England happens, which delegitimate... Break away. <laughs> can we play that? Can uh, we dub that over? I do not silence? think we have the rights to that song. It's very fair. Um, please don't sue us. We have no money. We really You'll don't. You'll see nothing. But, so, he divorces Catherine and delegitimizes his daughter in one move. And I practiced that word, delegitimizes, for, like, an hour. Oh, I don't blame you. I hope you... See, that's why I don't talk very much, because I don't have to, like, stumble over the large words. It's like, you know, just the bullshit over here. If we actually prepared, I might, like, come up with, like, pronunciations for you or something, but this is so off the cuff. Um, so now to talk about Anne. At this point... Catherine, she's in her 40s, but, and pretty pissed about the whole situation, but she's alive. Yeah. Henry, Good for her. Yep. Henry just lets her do her own thing. And so Anne, a lot of the narratives around Anne, which is so infuriating, mm. they range from this, like, manipulative, conniving Protestant that's pushing Henry towards oh, the Reformation. A seductress. Absolutely. This Jezebel. To, uh... Wasn't she, like, 19 or something? No, that's her cousin. We'll, ah. we'll get to her. Oh, cool. Um, but... Good job, guy. Like, hey, you know what? I think God's pissed at me because I married my brother's sister. You know what? Let's just marry my other wife's cousin. Like, fuck that. Oh, yeah. No, that... that... <laughs> so we'll, we'll get to that 100%. But, yeah, no. Not, uh... Not too concerned about hypocrisy in this age. Oh, uh, no. So the other side of the coin is that she's this victim of Henry and of the other men in her life around her who are just manipulating her, Mm. Um, and really it's somewhere in the middle. As most things are. Yep. And her sister is one of Henry's mistresses, should have practiced that one, and she fell out of favor, so her family is really looking for a way to kind of get another in, and- uh, Oh, honey, you got a big storm coming. Yep. And Anne becomes that in. And Henry adores her. She's a Howard. Um, a what? A Howard. It's a, it's a family. Well, then why is she Anne Boleyn? Well, because the Boleyns are, like, kind of a subset of... They're, like, married into that bigger family. That's important. Okay. You know what? You ain't gonna get in your headway with this one, so yeah, go ahead. <laughs> this is going over my head. I'm, like, wildly gesturing, like, hold on. Um, <laughs> and people hate her. They blame her for the schism. They mm. say she's an adulterer. They call her the king's whore. I once wow, no pulls punched. Or, well, <laughs> <laughs> we're making our yeah. own, our own idioms at this point. 
No, no punches pulled. I actually, I took a test once on this time period and was starting to talk about Anne in this essay, a timed essay, and I spent like five minutes staring at the paper trying to figure out whether or not I was allowed to write the word horror. Like, like, will he be mad at me? But how else do I describe how much people hated it? But will he be mad at me? I had a really hard time. <laughs> um, Alright, so he does marry Anne. Uh, until they also can't have any sons. Wow, imagine that. Yep, not a great time. However, they do have a daughter. Can you guess who this is? It's my girl! It's your girl, the good Queen Bess. It's Elizabeth I. Fuck yeah, her teeth rotted out, but fuck her yeah. Her teeth rotted out, but One of these days her. I'm gonna make handy violence, because that sounds good. Does actually. I think I think that was something that we talked about after the recording. But yeah, like, we did. We she had a bunch a of candied violets, good. and her teeth rotted out. Yeah. And that sounded really good, besides the teeth rotting out. Oh, part. you know we will talk more about Elizabeth, but yeah, okay. uh, up until that point, people didn't eat a lot of carbs. Yeah, so your teeth actually stayed pretty okay, even though they didn't really spend a lot of time on dental hygiene. But yeah. she ate a lot of candy, and they fell out of her head. Um, and you'll see some parallels to her father later. Ah body parts falling off uh cool so, <laughs> so please tell me it's his dick it is not damn it that would have been so poetic it would have been well we talked about playing mr potato head last time yeah <laughs> with Everett yeah and we we probably talk a little too much about dicks don't we <laughs> we have a weird thing about that one all right so when they still can't have um a son Henry's looking for what it could possibly be because he you didn't marry just, his brother's wife. You can time. just hear the psycho music playing in the back room. When Elizabeth, oh no, when it's a girl. Um, and so with Catherine, it was oh she was supposed to be my brother's wife, but that's certainly not the case with Anne. So he looks for what it could possibly be again. Hmm, maybe because you created like a split off from the entire Catholic Church just so you could get a divorce. Yeah. That's what he looks at, and he says, oh, it's because Catherine was right. still alive when we got married. So I got right. married to a woman while I was still married to Catherine in God's eyes, and that's why we can't have a son. So by this point, um, around this time, Catherine dies of natural causes. Um, oh, okay. Well, she didn't get decapitated. No. She, she was good. She wasn't fine, but she, yeah. she lived. Um for a while. Yeah. Uh, by this point, the Reformation's in full swing. It's about the 1530s to 1540s. Means nothing to me, but continue. Nope. Just, I mostly do that to keep things straight in my own head. <laughs> but, uh, so Anne's miscarriages, like Catherine's, they're taken as a sign. Or, sorry, the opposite of Catherine's. He's like, alright, this is her fault. Oh! Cool. Yep, so Catherine, it was because their marriage wasn't right. But with Anne, he's like, okay, Anne is doing something. Oh, wow. Have you ever considered this? You are an asshole, sir. Yep. So he's like, maybe it's because Catherine was alive. Maybe it's because Anne is doing something. But either way, I can't let her live. I can't just get another divorce like I did last time. So Anne Looks goes... into the camera like on The Office. <laughs> it's just Anne Boleyn fucking denied. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, Henry looks for just a reason. He tries incest, adultery, witchcraft, anything that he can possibly get to stick, and, um... She's a witch. She's a witch. She turned him into a newt. Um, I fucking wish. 
and he has her head lopped off by a French swordsman, and that's actually significant because Anne goes to him, uh, who, again, by all accounts, he was, he liked Anne as well, but she goes to him and says, uh, look, man, I don't want, I've seen some pretty nasty executions, and these, like, English axemen are pretty bad at it. And so he <laughs> Oh, goes, no, you gotta import the executioners. He does. Gotta he get gets, good help. <laughs> he gets fancy imported executioner, and he gets a French swordsman instead, who are known for being kind of quicker. Um, so a lot of people take that as a sign of some remorse for the whole thing. Like, he was doing it for political reasons. Yeah, I had it. to kill my wife. You know, I feel a bit bad about it. Fuck you, sir. <laughs> not as much <laughs> not as much as a jerk of you as he could have been a word. Huh. And, uh, or maybe it was, like, some affection for Anne. Like, he really did love her, or at least like her. Um, but yeah, she does have her head lopped off. And so Henry needs a new wife. Does he, though? Henry thinks he does. He did, still doesn't have a son. Yeah. So he definitely needs a wife. Um, Spain and France are looking at an alliance. Uh, Charles and Henry really don't get along, but they start looking at, uh, they're still kind of allied with each other, though. I mean, there was some bullshit with Charles' aunt. It's like, well... Charles' aunt was was Henry's wife. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I'm like... There was some bullshit there. Yeah, (laughs) a little bit. But, uh, so they decide that they're best chance for a defense is to start looking at these German nobles who have a lot of money and can kind of support them. And so, uh, the northern part of the Holy Roman Empire is totally Lutheran. Right? Right. Um, Because of the thing. Yep. Oh, yeah. There's too many fucking religions. There really are at this point. It is so hard to keep them straight. Um, and but so they're right next door um, and there's something called the Pale, which is Northern Ireland. That's why you've ever heard, like, Beyond the Pale. That's oh. when that originates from. Um, Northern Ireland is super volatile at this mm. time. You have a lot going on. And so Henry has uh, one of his people, and I'm not going to go into Cromwell, but this is Cromwell. Oh, yeah, Cromwell. Um, I also know about him from AP History. I ended up looking him up when I was a kid because my grandma's dog was named Cromwell. That's hilarious. He was amazing. They had a really mean dog, and then they had this absolute angel, and for some reason they named him Cromwell. Um, he's yeah. German Shepherd. <laughs> hey, German. Wait, no. Oh, German. Yeah, he was the German. He, he, no. He no. <laughs> Who no. the fuck was that? Was, I'm starting to talk about Germans because that's where his next wife comes from. Yeah, but there's like the guy who united Germany. I'm, I, I, I'm, I, you know, I'm mixing up history classes. (laughs) But, uh. No, Cromwell United, you know what, fuck it. Go ahead. Ignore me. It's getting a little messy. (laughs) Ignore me, and I'm I'm an engineering student. (laughs) But so, Cromwell thinks that this is just super serendipitous that he can kind of, you know, cool things down in Germany and also, uh, get Henry a wife, and he arranges a union between Henry and this noble's daughter. Yeah. Um, and then that'll also kind of help monetarily him and Charles. Mm. Henry and Charles. Uh, so... Gold digger. <laughs> yeah, Cromwell's like... <laughs> I ain't saying he's a gold digger. <laughs> um, so Henry and this German noble end up getting uh, married by proxy, which is a really hilarious practice. Yeah! Henry wasn't there. Yeah, that's hilarious. You could just be like, yep, this person who's not here is married to this person... Who kind also, of is here, but also not here. Yep. 
There's a sword involved. <laughs> there is a sword involved. They send Henry lots of pictures of this woman, um, and he's like, oh, yeah, no, that, that, that's pretty great. Uh, well, he actually sends his own painter, sorry. And ah, brings some so paintings him. back. Yep, and he's like, okay, yeah, I, I, I'm into her. This is cool. And they look at some guy, and they're like, all right, you're going to represent Henry. This and is just old-time Tinder. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> and so they take they take this German woman, and this guy who's standing in for Henry, and they marry them, and they have them sit in a bed, and at the time, you would be separated with, like, a big sword between the two of you. So you so don't you actually, fuck. Yep. So her father's a Catholic, but they're really allied with... Allied? What is wrong with me today? Meh. Allied very closely with some influential Protestants. So anyways, uh, Henry had also been doctrinally Catholic, so he's cool with this. And really, except for all the excuse- excuses he's making... To be a Protestant, so he can get his divorces. He's still a Catholic, yeah, like, at heart. So he kind of backs off his ref- reformationist kind of agenda at this point. But then, but uh, then, so uh, the Spanish and French threat starts to cool a little bit. But yeah, they're getting chill. Everyone's having a good time, drinking mm-hmm. some sangria, eating some snails. Why snails? French. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, Spanish one, yeah. Um, so that threat cools down, and Henry doesn't really need this marriage so much anymore. And by this point, this Buddy. woman has come over. Her name is Anne of Cleves. I haven't mentioned it until this point, because I was mostly just talking about the marriage practices. Yeah. And also, I didn't want to confuse Anne of Cleves with Anne Boleyn. So many. Get some Get and... some new names, guys. <laughs> we talked about that last time. I know. So I'm many. still bad about it. Um, so Henry's really pissed because he finally sees her, and he doesn't want to be married to this woman. Buddy. They've never her. met each other, you know, so they don't have any, like, emotional connection. Well, yeah, but, like... She doesn't look anything like her paintings. He's not into that. And What this... happened to the painter? Did he get, like, executed? Probably. Yeah. I can't say for sure, but I, I, I definitely assume on that one and uh and this threat started to cool down so he doesn't really need the um alliance anymore motherfucker so this puts Anne in a really bad position right um very similar to her predecessor however Anne, and it's another thing is that she's super super conservative and henry's not into that either but so Anne looks at it and is smart enough to recognize that her situation is not great and goes this man is killed well kind of killed two of his wives by this point. He divorced one and left her disgraced and then the other one he killed. Yeah. After disgracing her entirely. Um, But Anne goes to Henry and she says, like, look, let's just get an annulment. I know that didn't work out so well for you the first time, but we've never, we haven't consummated this marriage yet, right? I've only even barely met you. You You mean they haven't fucked. I mean they haven't fucked. I was leaving that for you to say. Yeah! You'd get a kick out of it. You know me so well. I do. And uh, so Henry is actually like, yeah, you know what? That that sounds pretty great. I don't want to be married. You don't want to be married to me. It's it's cool. And are able to get that annulment. And so uh, when you read things about her, a lot of the time you'll hear like devoted sister. Um, he gives her like an estate, uh, some place to live, oh. and some allowance. Basically, just being like, yeah, thanks for figuring that situation out for me. You know what? It's pretty cool of you. Good going, girl. She kind of acts uh, like Mary and Elizabeth, um, and then Henry's son, who we know later, she 
she acts like their aunt the entire time. Oh, yeah. She's pretty close with the family. So she ends up probably out of everybody in the best position. Yeah, just, like, ends up being, like, a cool aunt. It's like, I didn't die. I didn't get disgraced. Like, yeah, you got a good deal out of this. She got a nice little estate to live on. Yeah. He gives her an allowance. You sit next to a dude in a sword, you get an estate. It's great. (laughs) Worked out pretty well for her. Yeah. However, and the reason I mentioned earlier, you got confused that... Anne was a Boleyn, but she was part of the Howard family. The reason the Howards are important is because then Anne is dead, and this family who wanted an in with oh, the king yeah. don't have it anymore. These are the Howards. Got Catherine, any more girls lying around here? They do. Send in fact, them up. They have Anne's cousin Catherine. Another Catherine. Another wow. Catherine. Two and another... two Catherines. Two Annes. Yep. You just like making matching sets. And the second Catherine is related to the first Anne. Um, hmm. It's all wonderfully confusing. Oh, it? yeah. Uh, so Catherine is 19, Catherine Howard. Mm. And. Dislike that. How old is Henry at this point? <sighs> old. Uh, I think I have it written down enough somewhere. To bu- enough Quite to be old. Like... Oh, he's in his 50s. Oh, cool. Great. He's in his 50s. Great. Uh, so Catherine's 19. She's really beautiful. Like, that's just an important detail. Mm-hmm. Because. Henry is in his 50s and is literally falling apart by this point. He's horribly Ew. obese. He has these ulcers on his legs, which Ew. is why I mentioned Elizabeth's teeth. Because he's been sitting, I have it written, oozing, foul-smelling, ulcerated legs. Ew! Married to a hot 19-year-old. Ew! And so it's really, really unsurprising that she cheats on him. I mean, yeah, I do not blame her for that in the yep. least. No. <laughs> um, so it was if. okay for Henry to do, but it was treason to cheat on the king. And oh, but he can cheat on his queen all he wants. Well, Henry can't have a baby, so. It's 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 to do with, like, if she cheats with someone, then how does he know that her kids are his? Yeah. I, so it's a big, oh, I'm aware. It's There's a reason bullshit. it's a big deal. It's complete bullshit. <laughs> so she does get tried for treason, and so unlike... <laughs> Her cousin's trial, which was total bullshit, he actually has a real reason that he can stick to it. Well, a bullshit reason. A reason. But something that she actually did. Yeah. And she's beheaded as well. Cool. Um, I'm so sorry for having so much less on her, but then (laughs) he has his last wife, Catherine, um, Catherine Parr. Another Catherine? Another Catherine, this one. Buddy, that's like, that's, that's not a coincidence, that's just a fetish at this point. He's got a, he's got a fetish for women named Catherine. It's like Ron Swanson and Tammy. Oh my god. Um, oh, I just... <laughs> Sorry. I completely missed... Did you skip a wife? <laughs> Mackenzie, did you skip a wife? Pause it, pause it, pause it. So, you All skipped right. a whole wife. Skipped a whole wife. The, I arguably, like, one of the most important wives. One of the most important wives. Um, so, after Anne died... This woman is going to be wife number three. Right? Okay. Before Anna so many wives. the German. We have... So we have Catherine of Aragorn. Aragorn. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with the dragons we and Viggo, shit. We have Viggo Mortensen in a wig. We have <laughs> Anne Boleyn. And then we have his third wife, Jane Se- Seymour. No one at this point is getting anything near a coherent narrative. But Jane Seymour. So... Do you think that bothered him being like Catherine and Anne, Catherine, Catherine, Jane? No matching pair, just Jane. Well, she was in the middle. Well, yeah, but like still. But it's kind, it's kind of neat. So it's like 
Catherine and Jane. Catherine. And Catherine. And Catherine. Yeah, so it's like a like one of those names that you can flip. What are those called? A palindrome. Palindrome. It's like a palindrome. Catherine and Jane. Of course, and you find the satisfying I mean, pattern in leave this. Leave me alone. In the wives. <laughs> All right, so Jane. Leave me and the wives alone, and Henry can fuck off. Oh my god. So, uh, Jane also doesn't end up murdered, but she does end up dead in 1540. Uh, cool! She finally gives him a son, but she dies in childbirth. So this is Edward. Wow. I bet yep. he didn't even feel sad. He's like, yeah, I got a fucking son, bitches! <laughs> He's just too hype. An- another, that no, high. another wave gone? That's fine, there's more. He's riding that high. Alright, um, so he does have a son. And then, of course... It's not there's... much of a son, but it's a son! son. <laughs> His name is also Edward. As Too if there haven't been many Edwards. Edwards. Between <laughs> between this and last episode, but uh, yeah. So um, I'm also going to introduce another Margaret. I know that'll piss. Oh, you off. great! And another Henry. <laughs> so many. So many. And another Mary, and another Francis, and get new names. Another Catherine, if you go over to France. But so then there's Anne of Cleves after Jane Seymour. And then Catherine Howard. It's tragic. And then his last last wife uh, is one of the shortest. Her name is Catherine Parr, and she outlives him when he dies in 1547. Wait, one of the shortest? Yeah. They're only married for a little while, and then he dies. Oh, I thought you meant, like, height-wise. Oh, Why no, is that significant? No. His marriage was short, not his wife. <laughs> um, so at this point, Henry has a nine-year-old uh, on the throne. Cool. <laughs> Edward. Because that's always worked out so well. Yeah, right. And just to set some groundwork for a future episode, uh, his will says that if Edward doesn't have any heirs by the time Edward dies, then his older sister Mary, his daughter with Catherine, mm-hmm. will be on the throne, Mary the First, and then the daughter he had with Anne Boleyn, Elizabeth, after Mary. And this is only in the event that Mary has no heirs, and that uh, Edward has no heirs. So it was really pretty of a long shot that Elizabeth ended up oh, on the throne. she never expected it. Oh, yeah. She started after her brother dies. There's a period of time where Mary's determined. Oh, yeah, spoiler alert. He dies. Yeah, he dies. They all die. Um, well, I guess. <laughs> it's Addie, 2019. Addie, people die. I'm sorry. Die. I'm sorry to burst that bubble for you. You mean it's not um, the same Elizabeth? It's not the same Elizabeth. This is it's actually only Elizabeth second though. Wild. Yeah, that was always crazy to me that there was a dozen of everyone else, but there's only two Elizabeths. Yeah. Um, and in the event that like if Elizabeth doesn't have any heirs, it was more re- likely really that like Elizabeth would have have an heir who would be eventually on the throne, not. Yeah, Elizabeth. yeah, because it's like it skips over like way down. Yep, way yeah. down the line would end up being that way. But uh, and if that doesn't happen, then Henry had a sister uh, named Margaret. What was she just watching family. at this time? Like, oh, Henry's doing some bullshit again. Oh well, Margaret. I I want to spend some time on her. So it's really just like the women in Henry's life at this point. Yeah, because <laughs> so, fuck him. Because fuck Henry. Um. Margaret is pretty neat to me because I he's... just think she's neat. <laughs> just think she's um, Margaret ends up he's she's his favorite sister, which is probably oh. really the only reason that she ended up living. 
Um, did because... he just kill all his other sisters? No, but she did something to really piss him off. And when he oh. was looking at his sisters and being like, all right, who can I, you know, mm. who can I marry them to, to end up with some pretty... Because he was in charge of that. Absolutely. Oh, 100%. That was 100% his job. Bullshit. Uh, so, she actually is, is married to somebody for a little while that's kind of a political thing. Mm. And then, so his favorite and youngest sister... Her political marriage ends when he dies. His Henry's brother-in-law. Oh, uh, so yeah. His little sister's husband. And so Her- Henry starts looking at Harry. Fuck me. <laughs> Henry starts looking at who to remarry her off to, and cool, sends cool. a guy. Don't even let her have a break. Nope. Enjoy the single life. Nope. The widow wife. Uh, widow life. Damn. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> um, the widow life of Margaret. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> me. Um, so Henry sends a noble and says, I want you to take her and set up this marriage that I've arranged for her. And they fall in love. The noble uh, and Margaret. Um, mm. Oh, fuck. I've been calling her Margaret. Her name is Mary. It's <laughs> a different sister. Too many. <laughs> Too many people. We don't care about facts. Though. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. I think this, people are tuning out in just droves at this point. Oh, um, yeah. But you know uh, they're only here for snack history. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, at this point, uh, Henry is pretty pissed, but does eventually uh, forgive Mary for this whole ordeal and is like, "All right, you guys can go oh, man. be you, alive." You fell in love, and that's a crime. Oh, but 100%. I forgive you. I forgive y'all. That's okay. But so that. Is Henry VIII's wives and his rad sister who eloped with the man sent to arrange her marriage. Like, damn, talk about rebelling against the authority. I mean, that's about as much as you could back then. Mary has more balls than I think Henry <laughs> ever did. Like, double. Oh, yeah. You know, knowing everything else about him, especially, like, his legs rotting off and whatnot, she probably, I mean, he probably didn't have a lot left by the end. Oh, no. Can you imagine that dick? I'd really rather not. We're I back mean, on me this, either, but... but it's in my head now. Oh, God, I really wish. Wish I hadn't stumbled into this, this topic. All yeah. Right. You started this with your weeping ulcerations. I do, I do. All right. Do you have, do you have anything, anything to add? Uh, well, history's fucked, but other than that, don't behead your wives. Alright, uh, don't develop oozing, putrefying, uh, ulcerations. Yeah, that too. turns out we actually share it for different reasons uh just a horrible phobia of raccoons him because of rabies and me because i don't think anything but people and primates should have sinister little people hands okay raccoons have thumbs 